Welcome friends. What an awesome guest we have lined up for you today. Dr. Troy Amdahl, AKA the Ula Guru and co-author of the best-selling book, Ula, Finding Balance in an Unbalanced World. What superhero do you relate to most? I'm so curious, why? Each of us has our own innate nuclear power. It's God-given. And yet we're all out here wondering, searching, forgetting, and suppressing. I know I was. It's okay, no judgments here. But I am gonna get real. As a life and career coach, it's kind of my job. And you chose the show, so no one is forcing you. But the force is real. And the question I really wanna ask is, what's your superpower? I'm Sharon Davenport. I've been called a real life wonder woman. This show is designed to activate you alongside other superheroes. It's time that you arise, put your cape on, and fly. Welcome, friends. What an awesome guest we have lined up for you today. Dr. Troy Amdahl, aka the Ula Guru and co-author of the best-selling book, Ula, Finding Balance in an Unbalanced World. And he's also the founder of The Green Gap, The Ula Green Gap. Dr. Troy is a personal friend, a one of my mentors. He's a husband, a father, grandfather, and truly lives out the principles that he talks about. And I know you'll enjoy his passion as he comes and shares with us today. So welcome, Dr. Troy. So great to be here. By the way, I've been on a bunch of podcasts. That might be the best intro I've ever heard. Like that was, that was five stars. I'm looking for the button to press five stars. That was amazing. Oh, you can come back and like and follow and comment later. <laughs> that was impressive. Nice work. Thanks. Thanks so much. Well, um, it's been fun doing this and sharing with our friends listening out there. And so, okay, we're going to dive right in here. The first question I love to ask all of our guests is who is your super, your favorite superhero and why? Like a, like a superhero. That's a great question. Um, I would have to say, um, Iron Man, if you're talking about like true, like Marvel or DC superheroes, Iron Man, just because he, I don't know, he's a cool guy. That That's it. Uh, I, I have, I have real superheroes in life that I'm kind of more a fan of. Um, yeah. okay. Some, so well, just, just mentors, you know, people that I kind of, I go through seasons of superheroes. Uh, where I am in life, where I just attach to people going through things and they kind of pull me through to the next level. That's kind of more of the, the superhero vibe I go for. I love it. I love it. You know, it's funny, you knowing you and you talking about Iron Man, Tony Stark, you know, and just kind of the, I can see some semblances there. Yeah, he has cool cars. He has cool gadgets. And yeah, he's right. kind of, he's kind of quirky. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a smart, intelligent, you know, I love it. I love it. So, but yeah, you just hit on something I'd love to expand on a little bit more. You know, you said that you have different superheroes of life that help get you through different seasons and times. So I'm curious, you know, in your season that you're in right now, who would one of those people be, if you don't mind? Well, sharing? I was just thinking about that when you asked the question. That's why I paused for a moment because it was a great question um, that I, I think of a superhero as someone who who steps in for a, just a moment to help someone through a tough spot, right? To a challenge, yeah. like in a movie, a, like the, the big things come in and they pick up the car because it's going to land on them and they save them and then they can continue on right. with life. 
And right now, a couple of people that I'm really interested in and been mentoring with, there are two actually, um, and I think you know them both. Um, one is James Lawrence, um, mm -hmm. the Iron Cowboy, just because yeah. he, he his his level of discipline and his level of just, I don't know, it just, it, it expands my, yeah, it's <laughs> just next level of what's possible. And then the other one really at the season I'm in is Joshua Becker, who's from Becoming Minimalist. Um, mm. He's just he he's really challenging me to be intentional um, with with materialism um, mm. and at this stage in my life where I spent a lot of my life accumulating wealth and, <laughs> and things yeah. that it's like okay some of that's cool and some of that's fine but but what do I really what do I really need and what what really you know adds value and joy to my life and what the rest of it's just distractions from things that matter so those are the two people that I'm leaning into right now as I continue to evolve and grow as a human. I love that. And actually we might come circle back around that a little bit later here. And so uh, I love you sharing that. And those, I, I know both of them and not personally, but uh, I actually have met the Iron Cowboy uh, and it's super impressive in person and, you know, in watching him as well. So maybe I can get him on the show later. <laughs> yeah. He's but, a great uh, interview, by the way. Uh, I love that, yeah. you know, love, love that. So we'll work on that. But so, okay. Next question I have for you is, you know, what would you say your superpower is and, and how do you use it in your day to day? Uh, if I, if I had to think about, you know, I, I have a, a lot of things wrong with me, right? Like everyone, like we're all broken, but I, the, as far as a skill set that's, that's moved me forward, I would say I have a, a stubborn discipline. Um, that if I tell myself that I'm going to do something, commit to something, it's going to happen. Uh, and I don't know where that came from, but I'm actually incredibly grateful for it. I'm sure if you if you ask my wife or my kids, it's sometimes it could be annoying. Um, but if I if, if I make a commitment and I'm going to do something, um, you know, whether, whether you call it a stubborn discipline or integrity with myself, like if I make a commitment, uh, I'm going to follow through. And uh, that served me very well. I love it. I love it. So kind of on that same note with you, you have, you've accomplished a lot in life and, you know, our friends listening, they may not know you at all. They may not know what Ula is or anything about it. So I'd love for you to personally share, you're the Ula guru, but I'd love for you to personally share some of your, your personal accomplishments in life, in business. And like, listen, this, we don't want you to be modest here. I want you to actually share some of the things that you have done so that we can get to know the real Dr. Troy and the place that you're coming from. You're one of the most modest people that I personally know. And, but people, I want them to hear what you've accomplished. So then we can get into some other pieces. Yeah. It's kind of a hard thing to talk about, honestly, but um, the, so when I, we talked about Ula before Ula was a thing. Um, I always looked at life as seven key areas. You know, before Ula became a book and an event and a whatever, I always looked at my life that if, if I was going to be successful in life, I wanted to be successful in not just money and career, which society tells us that's success. I wanted right. to be a good dad. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to be on a faith journey to challenge myself. Um, so there were these seven areas in life. And if I go, so talk about a stubborn discipline. When I set goals way back in the day in the categories of fitness, finance, family, field, faith, friends, and fun, I would look at fitness 
at a time in my life when I was in my thirties and I was, I don't know, I don't know what the correct word is chubby. Let's go Husky. Let's go something. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I was, I was unfit and I mm -hmm. couldn't, I, I had, I had three kids and I, I couldn't even jog. Um, wow. So I said, so I, that stubborn discipline, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to run to the mailbox and get the mail every day. And then I'm going to run to the next, the next light. And I'm going to run around the corner. And, and I use that stubbornness to not being able to run to the mailbox in the spring to completing the Chicago marathon in the fall to oh. ultimately completing an Ironman. That's the stubborn discipline that I'm, and I use that exact same stubborn discipline financially to be from being $755,000 in debt. Mm -hmm. to retiring completely debt-free and living off passive income at 42. Yes. Because, because I got a healthy level of disgust. Mm -hmm. This is kind of what it is. Is like I get to a point in an area where my, my health was a healthy level of disgust and I changed it with, with stubborn discipline and action. My finances drove me crazy. I, a stress of being $755,000 in debt. This was a long time ago. The equivalent today of probably $2 million in debt. Right. Um, and I just just like a, like a diesel truck up a mountain. I just, until I was debt free and I could retire off the passive income and, and, and I could go category by category, but fun. I love travel. All of a sudden I said, I'm going to travel 50 countries and counting with my kids. Like wow. we just saw the, we just saw the world businesses. I've started a bunch of businesses, sold a bunch of businesses. I've, I've been, you know, the funny thing is though, and I want your listeners to know this, that there's two authors in the book. It's me and, and a good buddy, Dave Braun. Yeah. And, you know, you use the term Ula Guru. When we wrote the first book, it, that was tongue in cheek. Totally. It was like it was just like <laughs> a, almost a, an inside joke. Like basically all we did is took the highlights of my life, hmm. you know, the, in the seven areas. We took what, what the, the very question you're asking me, like what what have you done in the category of finance and in fun and in business and faith and all this? And we picked the highlights. And, you know, my buddy Dave then picked the low spots. Right. And the rea The reality is. All of us could rewrite the book and be either person. I mm. could go, thank goodness I didn't have to, but I could go and share all of my failures and all of my missteps in every sure. category as well. And Dave could share his successes. Right. So I, I think all of us have wins. All of us have guru seasons and all of us have what we call seeker seasons. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been really lucky. I've been blessed, but I also know I work for it. Um, yeah. But I'm also continuing to evolve because mm. I, I put so much emphasis on the financial and business successes of things. And I did on my relationships too. So if you talk, it's not like I was, when I was doing this ULA thing, even when I was working full-time, I would take summers off. Now, could yeah. have I made more money? Could have, I, absolutely. But I knew that that time with my young kids was, I'm never um, getting that back. Right. So my, my, my kids do not know a summer, not at the lake. <laughs> because mm -hmm. my All wife right. always said, if you spend a summer in Northern Minnesota, away from distractions with your kids, you're going to know your kids. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yes. so it's really consciously living. We say in Ula that, that society is living work, the world, like living life by default. And really what Ula is, is living life by design. Like looking at you, who you are as an individual, the goals and interests that are unique to you and drafting a blueprint for your life in the seven key areas think of it like seven pillars or seven foundational cornerstones that you can build a life on like yeah. just have a clear vision of what you want and and then take small steps toward them that that's where i think people stop is like when i couldn't run to the mailbox it's like run to the mailbox i can do that i i can't even fathom a marathon at this point right but i can i i can maybe maybe make it to the mailbox <laughs> you know and and i think that makes these things that makes the big dreams possible 
100%. And, and I love, you know, how you've, you've lived that life by design. I love that um, you guys can hear more of his story and Dr. Dave's story in the book, uh, Ula, Finding Balance in an Unbalanced World. You go pick it up. There's, there's, it's in all the major bookstores. It's online, Amazon, and you guys can definitely, or you can reach out to me. I'd be happy to help get you a copy too as well. But um, I love this. And you guys, he's dropped so many amazing nuggets in there. Um, consciously living was another big, big piece. And, um, you know, to see success in the areas, it's like taking that one step. I mean, to the mailbox. I mean, now I, I have do seem to remember that that mailbox was a little further away than typical mailboxes. It, no, it <laughs> wasn't. It's in the country. It was up on a lake. Um, but it, it, honestly, I think it's about two tenths of a mile, though. Okay. And it, it, it is. I was probably I don't remember. I was probably 30. And, you know, you just get in that habit, right? I, I remember picking a lane, like I'm at 30, I'm, I'm going to go one way with my health or another. I'm going to say, yeah. you know, life is short. I'm going to just do what I want to do, or I'm going to make a commitment to my health. And, you know, that goes into the whole, you know, why, uh, you know, because I, I wanted to participate with my kids. I didn't want to just be on a chair watching my kids live life. I, I want to be in it with them, um, you know, just, and so it's, it's, it's such an interesting thing. And I think what I've done my whole life is spend as much time just thinking about life and planning about life and executing about life rather than just waking up and doing life and going to bed and waking up and doing life again without any effort of, of like which direction. It's almost like if you got in your car and you just start driving, you start picking roads, you know, cause it's downhill and it's, and you just, you don't know where you're going to end up. You right. just you could, but if you wake up and go, no, I'm going there, even though I have to go on that dirt road and over that hill and it's going to be a little, I'm going there. And it, it's as it's as simple as that. But most of the people I talk to, you know, we we talk to people all the time about their dreams and their goals. And it it, it would surprise you how many people have lost sight of any goal or dream they have for their life. They're just holding. They're white knuckling it, holding on, you know, hoping for hoping for a superhero to come in and save their life. Right. When I'm so, right. so to use to use your podcast as an analogy, it's like no one's coming with a cape to save your life. You're the one with a cape. You are you are the one who has to put on the cape and do the work, uh, and that that is that is the rub that that a lot of people don't understand that they're waiting for some outside in fix when the fix is right inside themselves already. I love it. I love it. And you know that's what we're doing here is I love highlighting people like you that are living their daily lives as superhero and living out the plan that they were designed to live out. And and you know what's the saying? You know, failing to plan is is planning to fail, right? Absolutely. So, and you are a testimony to, you know, that I loved how you said that stubborn discipline and, and that you are literally making strides and you have made strides and then you're sharing, you're turning around and sharing about it. Cause I know your heart as well. And it's been a joy and an honor to get to know your heart and see the man behind the, the guy we, that some people might see on stage, but, um, and so it's been a beautiful process to, to watch that too. And, um, so, you know, knowing, getting to know you, on a different level than some people as one of my mentors. And, you know, you, you're brilliant. You're, uh, you're super sharp when it comes to finances. Um, you've had incredible successes. You've, you've turned your failures into successes. Um, but I'm curious to, to hear from you, what or who would you attribute to your, to your many successes? Hmm. I would, um, I would probably say, uh, my older brother, so, 
a lot of people go to their dad. Um, but my dad worked two and three jobs just to provide for four kids. So I didn't see a lot of my dad. Um, so my brother's eight years older than me. So he was tasked to raise me <laughs> a lot of times, like to teach me how to do things. And, and he and I, to this day, are best friends. So we have houses two miles apart in Arizona and we wow. have cabins on the same lake in Minnesota and we run together almost every day we're together. Um, and we're just, he, he was just that person who, you know, that's unconditionally loving and supportive of all of my crazy ideas. Because if you're going to do some crazy things like I've done, <laughs> you're going to have some crazy, like, I mean, I picked up my three little kids, had a successful business doing crazy volume of business and moved right. to the Middle East for two years, just on a whim, you know, I wouldn't, wow. I mean, and it was awesome. I mean, I, I, so he, he's the, it's just nice to have someone in your corner who, who just kind of goes, yeah, you know, like I believe in you and it's possible. And, and when you say like, when you compliment, like say, okay, you're successful, you're brilliant or whatever. It's, it's just not, that part. Of it, I don't think is true. I think, I think the stubbornness, this is where I want listeners to get this, that I think it's so easy to look at other people and see an advantage. And I understand I have advantages and I, I get that, you know, I, I, I get that it's not a completely level playing field, but I, I think people, because of that short sell their own abilities and, and they look at something big and they don't even see it's possible in their own life. And that's sad. Um, and it, you don't have, again, using the marathon as an example, you don't have to run a marathon. You don't have to get a medal tomorrow. But maybe right. could you walk around the block? You know, maybe could you just do something more than you did today? And if yeah. you just think of it that way of doing more than you did today and some towards something that's really deeply meaningful to you, that's mm -hmm. that is that's how that's how you become brilliant. That's how you get results. That's how you make transformations is just more than you did today towards something that's deeply meaningful. Love it. Absolutely. And just take that first step. And um, I love how Ula has that whole process as well. It's a, a foundation, uh, foundational system to help people to take that first step, to see the, start to see those results by little by little, That because every step adds up to big, bigger things, right? So uh, I'm, I love it. I love it. So, you know, with, with all that you have experienced in life, the highs, the lows, you know, I'm just curious, you've had a lot of adventures, uh, but what have you personally found to be like one of your greatest joys in life? Well, it, again, I'm evolving, like we're all evolving as humans. So I was in kind of an accomplishment season where I think travel was a big, a big part of my life, you know, where it's like experiencing culture, experiencing people, you know, getting to know them through food and conversation and just experiences. I still, I still love that. I, I, I still deeply do. Um, but I, I think the, I think I've learned that I just love the experience of evolving as a human. <laughs> I love mm -hmm. the experience of always being a humble student of, of how I can, how I can do life better. Um, and not in a way that I feel bad about myself in a way that keeps life exciting and keeps life passionate. Um, mm. that, so for me, it's not like one thing, um, you know, if I had to pick one thing, I love travel. I love experiences. I love of course, family and sharing that with people I love. But I think, I think this curiosity of, of, of always being curious and questioning and you know a lot of people get really stubborn in their ways like they just lock into a lane right. and they're right. not even open to like could life be different and could different be better 
And right. I'm just the opposite. I'm like, I always think life could be different and it's possible it could be better, even when it's great. <laughs> like, could yeah. I could I do something or change something to make this this we're here for such a short time? How could I make this experience more rich? Like lean into it even more to have have more of an experience uh, on the planet. And and that's that's really what I'm I'm all I'm I've like done a lot of things and I I've ruled out a lot of things I don't like. Um, but I, but I have, I have what you do, what you do in that process is you figure out kind of what you authentically like. So that, yeah. that ongoing curiosity for how I can, how I could be a better husband, how I can be a better father, how mm -hmm. I can run a better business, how I can have more fun, how I could, how I could lean into my faith. I mean, looking at the seven key areas, the seven pillars, the seven things of Ula and just saying, okay, how can I, how can I do it better? Um, and that's really fun for me um, because I'm accomplishment driven. If, if all those people yeah. who are like type A'ers out there that like, hey, <laughs> like, I, is there a way that I could, is there, is there, you know, a concert I could go to? Is there a, a restaurant I could try? Is there, is there a park I could hike? Is there something I could do to just add more richness to my day? Uh, it's so fun because you truly are living life to its fullest. And it's uh, such it's such a fun joy to watch and to hear your stories. And I, I've only heard like a fraction of of everything you've accomplished. Um, but it's very obvious that you have that curiosity spirit. And, and we're always supposed to stay curious, um, obviously. And um, but yeah, so I'm uh, like, I'm curious, you know, just for fun side note here, you love food and you love travel. I could ask you about your favorite place you've ever traveled to. And I know that'd probably be hard, but what was the craziest, wildest thing you've ever eaten just for fun? Oh my gosh. Um, I, I try about everything. So, um, I've eaten Asia's really bizarre for food. Mm -hmm. So I've eaten some things in Asia that I don't even know what it was, but it was still moving. Um, and it looked like a, you know, it looked not like a fish and not like a bug, but something between a fish and a bug. Um, I eventually, you know, there's a good thing about being curious and there's also wisdom. I eventually had to, to ratchet down because after getting sick, you know, multiple times in foreign countries, but I, I'm a guy who loves a food truck, you know, a lot, I, in, 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 in Asia, it's, they're not food trucks. They're guys on scooters that have a little grill on the back of their scooter and oh they go gosh. by and. And it smells amazing. Like, I don't even know what it is, but I'm like, I'll take some of that, whatever that right. is. Um, right. But I've been punished a few times too by just, you know, but it, it, it's, I don't know. I, I'm curious. Again, that's my, that is my nature. My wife like laughs at me because she's the opposite. Mm -hmm. Like it has to be, you know, inspected by the USDA and have an expiration <laughs> date. And if it's five minutes after the expiration date, she'll throw it away. Uh, so I, but it, it is, uh, I don't, Asia, Thailand is my favorite place, by the way. So I'll oh, 50 some okay. countries. Thailand is my favorite place. Oh, very fun. Well, it's on my bucket list too. So I, I can't wait to, to visit as well. And I um, love it. Well, kind of speaking of, you know, the accomplishments, the different things that you have done, but, you know, not focusing on that, obviously. Um, you recently like sold your house, most of your belongings. And I know, you know, so I want to get into that just a little bit. Um, and I, I know that you said right now, Joshua Becker is somebody that you have really um, kind of learned from. And he's one of the people who's influencing your life at this time. But I'd love to hear a little bit more about um, how that's impacted you, your family, kind of the decision behind it and so on. So please. Share. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. So um this is an evolution of me, which which you're obviously know me better than most people do because this isn't really public stuff. But um, 
what there's a story and I don't know if it's true or not. I think it is um, about a guy and another guy that were invited out to the Hamptons to go to a party. And mm -hmm. the, the old guy is a, a super famous author, like super, super famous author, like a household name author done really well in a 30 year writing career was brought to this party by a friend and the, they go to the Hamptons, the mega mansion, mega, yeah. mega mansion. The guy with the mansion, late twenties, you know, mm. and the house is, the house is ridiculous. And the, the guys at the party, the young guy who brought the author kind of points to the owner of the house and go, look at that guy. He's 28 and look at his place, man. And you've been writing for 30 years and you're and look, I know your house, look at this house. Mm. And the, the wise old author kind of looks at his buddy and goes, you know what I have that he'll never have. And the guy looks at him and goes, I have what? And he goes, enough. I have enough. Oh, wow. And and that's kind of where I am. Um, yeah. in, in, in a year financially that I've done better than I've ever done, um, mm -hmm. I went from a eight-car garage <laughs> to a two-car garage. Mm -hmm. um, I, went, I went to a house that's 40% the size of the house square footage that I was in. And wow. um, I got rid of 80% of my material stuff in the closets and in the drawers. Mm -hmm. um, I'm down to 77 articles of clothing. Um, I've just, I have enough. And uh, once I realized I had enough, uh, I, I felt rich, uh, not in a net worth level. Uh, I felt it just took all of the, and I'm still it, like someone writes me a check. I'm going to cash it. You know, it's not like I'm a, a, you know, a monk in the woods, you know, like living off dirt. I, I mean, I'm still a businessman. I still run a business. I still do all that. But um, there, there truly is Joshua Becker has a book called the more of less. There truly is more in less. Um, but I wouldn't call myself a minimalist at all. That would be laughable because uh, if people saw the lifestyle that I'm definitely not a minimalist, but I would call myself right at this point in my life where I am today, an intentionalist, meaning that I have no problem on, on nice material things that have some sort of meaning to me, their joy, they have a purpose, whatever, but I definitely have excess and trimming that excess has been freeing, like freeing. So I'm, I am right in the heat of this. I mean, you could interview me five years from now and I buy a big house in the Hamptons. I don't know who I'll be five <laughs> years from now, but um, that is that is where I am right now. But like Dave said, man, when I make a turn, I make a turn. Like I'm not afraid to, it's kind of like I pick my family up, we move to the Middle East. But when I when I feel it and I go with God, I go with heart and I, feel, mm. I, I was feeling this and it was feeling, it was feeling too much. And it right. was feeling, it was feeling like too much focus um, mm -hmm. on, on, and it was, it was, it was sending the wrong message, you know, I think to people that, yeah. yes, I mean, I've done all, I've read all the studies on money and happiness and, you know, there is a point money does provide a certain level of joy at certain income levels. And I know all that, but for me, I've, I, I knew I was in the right spot or talk about being in the right lane right now. I would get way more joy bringing a truckload of stuff to, to donate than bringing right. a new package in my house. Like I would yeah. see a package from Amazon and my eyes would roll. But when I would drop stuff off, I'd feel like, man, this feels amazing. Like someone yeah. can use this um, that's just sitting in a closet. So yeah, it that that is that is ULA, by the way. That is what we mm -hmm. teach is just constantly looking at the way you're living. And and someone at, at a different stage, if you'd asked me when I'm 25, I was in an accumulation phase, which I needed to be. I had four kids and we needed a right. bigger house and I wanted a bigger house and I wanted, but we're evolving creatures 
And at this stage in my life with the kids moving out of the house, I didn't need all that stuff, but it, it's, it was a radical transformation and I'm in the midst of it right now. Uh, I love it. And just a little bit that I've seen so far, you know, it's been incredible to, to hear about, incredible to watch. So, and I, I love kind of, I summed up a little bit of what you were saying and, and realize that you, when you realize you have enough and you'll be rich, you'll be rich. So realize you have enough and you'll be rich. I might quote that later. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you can take it. You can put your name on it. You can own it. No, no, I'll put your name on it. I can do that. <laughs> um, uh, so as we're starting to wrap up here, um, I'd love for you to share like one more thing with your friends. What takeaway would you uh, would you leave for our listeners today of something they could do or something they should think about a takeaway? I think uh, a belief in yourself in that everyone has challenges. Um, very few people share those challenges publicly. So it looks mm -hmm. like the rest of the world is winning and you're not. Um, right. But you are. And you are designed by God for greatness and a purpose for sure. I believe that in my heart. Uh, I believe that there's something inside of you that, that is, is just curious to be shared with the world. And, and I would just challenge you to be brave enough to take action toward that every day. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Troy. It's been such an honor to have you on here. I know you've got up really early to do this uh, and because you're out on the, the West Coast there. And so for those of you listening, if you want to know more about ULA and how to find balance in your own life, feel free to reach out to me directly. I've had the privilege of working with Dr. Dave and Dr. Troy for the past couple of years, and I'm here to help you on your journey as well. And guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, Troy, again, thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate uh, all you do. Yeah. I mean, it, this is a community effort and anyone, anyone throwing positivity and kindness in the world, like I'm a fan. Love it. Love it. So, all right, guys, again, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back uh, with our next amazing modern superhero in about two weeks. Until then, uh, use your superpower to help change somebody's life for the better today. Bye for now. <laughs>